I'm Taylor Scalia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today is all things content. So if you are a business owner, no matter what your niche is, no matter what industry you are in, this episode is for you. And I say that with a promise because we talk about all things content. And when I say we, I have Kaya Barnes on the show, the founder of Deeply Rooted J. She is a content creation coach who specializes in helping Christian entrepreneurs. You don't have to be a Christian because no matter what, she knows her stuff and she's going to teach you something today. We talk about creating content with ease, how to batch it, how to make it a strategy, and most importantly, how to implement that strategy going forward into 2022. I know you're going to love this episode, so let's dive right in. Hi, Kaya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can you just tell us like where you're at right now? Like, I know you live in America, but where in America are you located? <laughs> I'm in Oklahoma City. I know. A lot of people wonder, do we ride horses or are we behind? But no, <laughs> that's not true. Not true at all. But I am in Oklahoma, a state that I would not want to be in. I want to be in California somewhere. <laughs> Just by like looking at your Instagram, I could picture you in California. Really? Like you, like have, you, you have that aesthetic. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's good. <laughs> I love that. Maybe I'll yes. imagine myself being in California in a few years. <laughs> Do it. Go for it. Pray and dream big. Mm-hmm. So I have you on the show because you are incredible at creating content and marketing strategy and I know that's what you do for a business and that is my goal for this podcast is for listeners to feel more comfortable creating content and marketing so just tell us a little bit about your business and yourself yes of course and thank you so much so of course my name is Kaya I am a mother of three-year-old twins. They just turned three over the weekend. And man, they make me busy. They keep me busy. I also <laughs> I operate. I imagine. Two- <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I also operate two businesses. One business, I sell deeply rooted apparel. And the other one, I'm a content marketing coach where I help Christian entrepreneurs create profitable content. That's a little bit about me in a short summary. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how niche it is because. So I'm a Christian. I don't know if a lot of my listeners know that. Um, I kind of stay neutral for the podcast, but I don't really care yeah. if people know that. I love that you directly help Christian women. I think that's incredible. And I know that your information is so like good that it can help anyone in business as well. Yes. Which I think it's yes. really hard to do that, to be niche, but also relatable to everyone. Yes, of course. Um, I mean, I'm a believer, so it's hard for me not to even speak about God. And I feel like I'm attracted most to who are believers because we have the same, you know, thought processes and mindsets. But of course, I attract all types of entrepreneurs because in general, content creation is content creation. But um, it it starts to separate when we start talking about God, because there's some things that we just (laughs) we just don't do. And there's some things that we do do. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. I hope you don't take this question personally. I saw you posted. I was going through your Instagram when I was coming up with like, what do I want to specifically ask you? And you posted about making the decision to go in business when you had like $40 left in your bank account. Like you felt mm-hmm. that feeling of being broke 
and yet you trusted yourself to pursue being a business owner, which for most people is the complete opposite. They feel like they need all their ducks in a row before they can jump into business. And I absolutely loved what you did because that's kind of my mindset as well was I need money. I'm just going to make my own business because I want to do what I love. So how did you trust yourself to pursue being a business owner at such a rocky stage? Yes. So um, really, I feel like God was with me in that season in general. Um, Looking back, like I had so much going on in my life. So it wasn't just about like, oh, I need to make money because I did because all I had was, you know, $40, $50 to my name. But I really wanted an outlet. Um, to get my mind off of what was going on. Um, and I knew I needed to do something different with my life. So entrepreneurship is usually what comes to people's first mind, you know. It didn't, like, going back to school, because I did not finish school, was not something that came to my mind first. It was like, what is something I can do that's quick, fast, and that is proven to be successful? And so I started thinking about maybe, okay, I can start a business. And so what's crazy is that before I ever even knew what I was going to do, God gave me the deep, like the name, my name, Deeply Rooted, before I even started. Like, um, he just gave it to me. And that's where I knew that this was confirmation. Awesome. Like, I felt like he was with me this and like the entire process. Like, it wasn't something that I felt like I was doing by myself. So because he gave me that name, I was like, OK, maybe this is something that I could really pursue. So I started talking like I was really close with a friend of mine and we were talking and she wants to start a podcast. And I was like, maybe I can start jewelry. So I started researching, like, okay, maybe some beaded earrings. So I started, like, actually went to my craft store, bought a couple of things, beaded earrings, silver earrings, all types of things. But it just didn't really click. So I started researching more. I went on YouTube and I came across clay earrings. And I watched, like, the tutorials. And I was truly fascinated by it. And not only that, it was so cheap and affordable. So I literally ran to my Michael store, the craft store. <laughs> With just a few dollars to my name, got some clay. I didn't even have like a clay press, if anybody's familiar with clay. Like I had to roll it out with my own hands. Like it was um, horrible. Like, I, yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't horrible. It was amazing, but I had like, I just made it work, you know? And That's awesome. Um, I know. So I just started creating and I shared it with my family, like showing them pictures. They were like, this is really neat. Like you should pursue this. Like they believed in me. So I went online on my main page on Instagram. It's still there if you scroll all the way down. Um, And I made the announcement that I was going to start a business back in January of 2020. But the crazy thing is that I didn't actually launch until May of 2020. So there was a huge time gap where like I was still going through things. I was still trying to figure out this was right for me, trying to believe in myself. So I don't want anybody to believe that I just jump started. I was like, I'm doing this. This is just, you know, perfectly lined up. Like I still had some things that I had to work through within myself um, where he had to build me up and build my courage and build my faith. But mm-hmm. the crazy thing is that like once I, I announced that I was going to have a launch and I launched on Instagram live, which is now I fear it to this day. Like I still need to <laughs> overcome it. But <laughs> I sold out all 30 pairs of earrings on Instagram live. Like it was That's terrifying. Incredible. I know. And like, I knew the rest was history after that. Like I knew entrepreneurship was for me. So no, it wasn't like some easy route where I just made up my mind one day and launched the next month. But I knew God was with me that entire season. And I knew I needed to make some changes in my life. I think that's so good to know that, yes, you made that decision in January 2020, but you didn't launch until May. So Mm -hmm. in that like five month period, 
were you posting about it on Instagram or was it like completely like a secret? Like you were just working behind the scenes. Well, in January, that's when I like announced I created the Instagram page, the business page, and I announced that I was going to start making the well, I guess create the earrings and start selling. But I after that, it was just dead. Like I okay. I didn't post anything about it. Um, I didn't share anything about it. I was just still trying to work the kinks out within myself. Like it would mm-hmm. had nothing to do with the business within myself before I could truly step into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, business being a business owner is such a mindset thing. I was listening to mm-hmm. a podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, do you know who Amy Porterfield is? She no, has like I don't. I might have to look her made, up. I love her. She has a marketing made easy podcast and she does digital marketing. And she actually had her husband on the show and they were kind of doing a now and then. And he was talking about, yes, we see the luxury life she lives now as like a multimillionaire, but they started in like $100,000 worth of debt. They started like right. so in a different place. And he said, if you had gotten your mindset right from the very beginning, you would be in a whole different, you'd be in a whole different field. Like you, yes, you're successful, but you would have hit success much quicker. So I think that's really good that you know that it is a mindset thing because. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Business is such an up and down thing. I actually posted my episode this week on the podcast is about, you know, knowing your worth and like, it's about money relationship, but it's about mindset and how some weeks it's like you're not gonna have like I feel like Instagram's the highlight reel and it's just not always about that so I really like that you spent four to five months getting your mind right and working through the kinks with God before you actually started and launched that's really impressive thank you you're welcome so your first year of business what made you successful what do you think made you unique and made you pop out and Yes, it was clay earrings, which is different, but like what made like the business successful in the first year? Um, the biggest thing I would say is being myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. showing up as my authentic self. Like I didn't show up as anyone other than me. So if that were I was, you know, on my story stuttering or using my bonnet, you know, talking a little, you know, black, <laughs> uh, whatever <laughs> it is, like, <laughs> or making mistakes or showing people behind the scenes of my life, like, People truly like appreciated that because I showed up as myself. Another thing, like because of that, I actually built like a community of people who supported me and bought anything that I created, and that showed that came because I was um, showing up as my authentic self. Um, and so, like, I didn't even realize, but I rebranded multiple times my business. Like, I started making clay earrings. Say I only wanted to make neutral colors and then I started making colorful colors. Like in those transitions, those are rebrands. And Mm then um, I started making big earrings and then I started selling clothing. And anything I put out, they loved because they knew me. Um, And I had a community of people who supported me. Another thing is that I listened to my audience. Anything that they wanted that was in alignment with my business, I put that out. So I made sure like Mm -hmm. I was listening to them and not just creating things for myself, but for them. So I really think that's what made my first year of business successful. Yeah, so good. That actually goes right into the next question because I was going to ask you, when it comes into business, how important is the no like, and trust factor? I mean, I know the answer, oh but I want to hear your like thoughts on it. Yes, man, it is so important. And that goes back into community. Like, If you focus on building a community, that the like, no, and the trust follows. 
So mm-hmm. show up each day with a heart to please them. Like we're not in business just for ourselves. We're in business to serve others, our audience. Um, second is be consistent daily. And I know like we think when we think of consistency, we think of, oh, you need to post three times a day. You need to post five reels. Like, no, just be consistent in your messaging. Be consistent in who you are and who you show up daily. Um, yeah, show your audience again. Thank you. Show your audience who you really are. Um, you don't, I know when it comes down to entrepreneurship, people think they have to show up like in this suit and tie and professional and like no grammatical errors and can't speak how they like to speak. Like, no, show up goofy, show up funny. If you want to do the stanky leg on your stories <laughs> and do the stanky leg, like, like whatever it is, like be yourself, show up as yourself. Um, mm. and show them that you're passionate about what you do. And that's really how you can get that like, no trust factor. And once again, that focuses on building the community, building the community. Yeah, I love that answer. Cause it's so true. Like when I first started my Instagram, I was only showing food. And then once I started showing myself more, my community was growing. And like, even today I posted, I made this like beautiful, like, uh, graphic for my podcast that ep- that went out today and my sister-in-law sent me a thing and she's like you spent thrive wrong and it's I did thrive and I was like oh my god and I like made a joke of it in my story I was like yep someone sent me coffee I didn't post the link I forgot the r like it is what it is like I am who I am we're human beings and I think people really relate to that a lot more than the person who shows up like looking absolutely perfect at all times because no one likes that person realistically (laughs) maybe that's me exactly (laughs) no I agree exactly yeah showing up as yourself like we are on social media to socialize like the word social Mm -hmm. is in there so people want to be you know they want to see who you are like in a real like real life environment so that's really how you can build that type of like no interest yeah and moving on to like content creation how would you explain content creation? Can you give like the audience a definition for that? <laughs> so um, there's a Google version and then there's a my, me version. <laughs> so I want to hear it. The Google version. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the Google version. So content creation is a segment of marketing where you create topic ideas that appeal to your audience. That's the Google version. Okay, my version is content is everything we see on instagram (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's reels it's igtvs it's stories it's speed posts it's captions and it's so much more but more than anything your content is you you are the person producing the content and i feel like we miss that a lot you know um anything we put out on the online space and i feel like there's this misconception when it comes down to content creation that like if you don't classify yourself as a specific content creator then you're not but really, like, if you are showing up on this platform consistently, you are a content creator. If you're a business owner, you're a content creator. If you're a pursuing an entrepreneur, if you're an influencer, you're a content creator. And so content creation is big for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, not to bring up another podcast, but do you know who Jasmine Starr is? I need to look at these people. <laughs> you, I have to write them down on my phone. You will love her. Um, her father's a pastor. Her sister's a pastor. I actually found her through her sister. She is hilarious. She's amazing. I'm, I basically listen to all of her free content to grow my Instagram. And I was just listening to a coaching call she did. And she said that any business starting today and going forward into 2022 is not in the industry they think they are. 
whatever your small business is, you are in the content creation game. So no matter what, if you are a business owner, that is the game you have to play. So like, what do you think of when I say that? Because I was like, wow, that is a statement. Like no matter what business you are in. Exactly. No, I agree. Because again, content goes back to what we put out on the online space. And that is the real IGTVs, the stories in regards to Instagram. So yeah, I, I agree with her. And not only is content creation those things, it's a form of expression. And that's how I like to see content creation as like that. it's how we express thank you. It's how we express our love for Jesus, is how we show our expertise, is how we once again build community. And so when we see it as that, um, we'll stop seeing our business like as a task and a job. And we'll start seeing it as like a passion, a way to connect to others and to make a difference and to make a difference on this online space. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like how you explain that. So how do you make it a strategy? How do business owners succeed by making content creation work for their business? So I would say one, like knowing your niche, knowing your content pillars, knowing who your target audience is. And then I'll break Can I that stop down you for a second. And- what are yes. content what are content pillars for the people who don't know? Content pillars. Content pillars are one, your niche. It's a mm-hmm. small segment of an industry that you're in. That's your niche. And then whatever industry you're in, you're going to talk about those like their pillars. You're gonna talk about three to five different topics that are going to center around your niche. Those are your content okay. pillars, topics. Okay. Okay. Um, and knowing who your target audience is. And so when I know those things and I have clarity in my business, then I can break that down into the content that I produce. So for example, my niche is I help Christian entrepreneurs create profitable content. Like that's the just this very simple, straightforward um, answer. And then my pillars would be, of course, I'm talking about God because we're talking about Christianity. We're going to talk about some entrepreneurship. We're going to get even more specific, talk about content. And then, of course, I'm going to teach you how to create profitable content. Those would be my pillars mm-hmm. and the type of audience that I want to attract to my business. But, of course, be God-loving individuals that want to build a successful business, but not only just a successful business, but a business that glorifies God while doing so. Absolutely. Okay. That, that is a very good explanation. So, like, I, I I do know what content pillars are, but I'm going to act like I don't for a second. So my business, I started as a food blogger, and now I also have a finance degree, and I really wanted to combine the two. So I do a lot of content on food on a budget, cutting back grocery expenses, and meal planning. What would my content pillars be from that, like just by listening to it? Um. I would, of course, I mean, that what you said is really your content pillars because your niece would be something more wrapped up into it. So um, for your content pillars, then you would be talking about, um, really, I would maybe talk about like affordable food, um, like you said, food on a budget. And then what was the third one? Like you really told us your content pillars. I know, I was trying not it, to. You know? <laughs> it's okay. I worked hard on it. It's okay. I was, like, I help everyday women, like millennial women, like in their late 20s, early 30s cut back uh, grocery expenses and food expenses and try to make cooking in the kitchen like simple for them I'll say it like that yeah (laughs) yeah so one I would think about um, grocery stores that are affordable to you if you're wanting to cut back expenses Um, I would even talk about maybe like ways that you can save money Um, I wouldn't get ventured too much off onto like couponing and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. of course affordable food 
I just wanted right. to show people like creating content pillars is crucial. Like once, like my mom just started an online business and I actually broke it down to her. I was like, you need to have content pillars. And she was like, what on earth is that? And I, you know, I'm not an expert, but like I explained to her like the little bit I know. And once I started doing that on my page as well, I know that content pillars is really like the key to making a great strategy and making consistent uh, content every week. Exactly. And that also brings in the type of audience you want to attract, because if you don't have the proper content pillars or even the proper niche, then today you're going to be talking about uh, fashion. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow you're going to be talking about blogging. And then you're going to be talking about this and that. And so you're going to attract a different audience. And that's where your engagement is low because they only like to see this and that. So definitely knowing your pillars so you can attract this specific individual to your page who's going to love everything that you produce. Yeah. And you have an ebook on this, which I was going to mention later, but your book actually helped me because I just in the last few weeks, I've been able to really tighten it up a little bit on Instagram because I have so much I want to share. But once I was able to focus and be like, these are my three to five pillars and I'm going to just stick with them and see what happens and just show like that kind of consistency. My goal was uh, a six month plan of doing it. And I've already noticed it's so much easier for me to create content. I feel organized. I don't feel overwhelmed. And your ebook, and I'm just going to tell everyone that they need to download it right now because it was so incredibly helpful. If you could see me dancing right now, you could probably hear my voice shaking like, oh. what? <laughs> I, I love, love to hear that. Absolutely. Like, I'm telling you, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into that ebook, and it's free, you guys. So definitely go ahead and download it. And I'm sure she'll put the link in where you can find it. But yes. the ebook is really, really amazing. And I love to hear that from you. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't mean to get so off topic. But when we were talking about the funnels, I was like, yes, I need to tell her how much it helped me. So let me get back to the questions. Uh, when you talk about content, you say that it should be it should come with ease. Like it shouldn't be stressful. And I saw that you posted that on your Instagram. How do you create content with ease because I know people who creating content is their worst freaking nightmare like they hate creating content yeah and I love this question because it really ties into our last question and and I even created a post about this you can go back to it but the first thing I talked about is like you need to know who your target audience is like you need to know who you're talking to and create content specifically for them when you know who you're talking to and you know this person like the back of your hand it just becomes second nature for you. Um, another thing, like I said, is be yourself. Like you don't have to show up as anyone other than you. And if you do not know what Canva is, like you, you need to get to know Canva mm -hmm. <laughs> because totally if you are a business owner, yes, business owner or entrepreneur or whoever, like Canva is the go and it's really going to help you create content a lot easier. Um, a lot of people assume that they need to post product photos every single day or even like snapshots of themselves and that can be so overwhelming within like within thinking about that like I always have to take pictures but Canva really helps you like put in those fillers of those carousels and things like that that will make creating content a breeze for you and then biggest thing the biggest thing is batching your content picking a day that you like to create picking a day where you're going to edit and picking a day where you're going to post and that's going to make life so much easier for you. Like you should not wake up every single day wondering what you're going to post today and stressing out about that. 
that is absolutely horrible. I've been there. I don't recommend it. Mm -hmm. So batch your content. Um, And the last thing I would say is repurpose your content. So if you're not looking at your analytics, see, I'm sorry, not your analytics, your insights. See what pieces of content perform well. And after a few months, repost them. Or um, you can break them into other pieces where if you talked about XYZ, then you can go into depth about the specific of X, you know? So that's really how you can create content with ease. I love that. So if someone brand new comes to you, other than batching content, they're like, Instagram is too complicated. It's too confusing. The algorithm is always changing. What is the one tip you recommend that they could implement today for overcoming their fear of Instagram? Oh, um, I have a few. You can <laughs> the tell first us all. One, it, yes. Um, the first one I would say is go to God and surrender because you feeling overwhelmed or feeling like it's too much and things like that. Like that doesn't come from the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would really be asking, well, praying for guidance and strength and peace like you cannot operate your business thinking that like that you want to operate your business at your best and you can't do that stress so my first recommendation of course is always go to God in anything even if you're not overwhelmed and then another thing that I would say is evaluate your schedule and see what can be removed or put off um Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times especially even speaking for myself I can really overcommit and that leaves you so drained so exhausted so overwhelmed and so really evaluate your schedule. Like, is this necessary? Is this working for my business? Do I need to post three times a day in regards to my mental health? Or should I just post once for now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that ties into like lessening your demands. Like don't be so hard on yourself and don't compare yourself to all these Instagram business owners and these gurus and how they do it. Like go at your own pace and do what's comfortable to you. Like your mental health matters the most. And then if funds allow, outsource, hire an assistant do things that is going to take off that that pressure and that stress for you. Mm, that's good. It's so true. I uh I always tell people that if you're a legal business like you have an LLC or you're a sole proprietorship, you can go to a local college and get an intern for free. Like you can Oh wow. sign up to do that. And obviously there's paperwork and like you have to go through stuff, but if you're an actual business, you can get marketing intern you can get a tech intern I mean if you make the job description you can get an intern for free and I always tell people who are starting out like if you really don't have the funds to get a VA then that is also another option it may not they might not be as organized but you have the chance to teach them you know don't go into it with the mindset you're going to take use them for free but you can teach them something and they can help you with something. And they, I mean, they need to do it to graduate college. So that's always something to think about as well. What? <laughs> you are teaching me something new. <laughs> Good. How did I not know this? Yes, Most people I love don't. that. I just graduated college in 2020. I went back at 26 years old and I uh, interned at a nonprofit. So that's how I know this. Like, college kids need internships to graduate for most of their programs and a lot of them are not paid some you know you can give some money but they're willing to take unpaid internships if there's enough value in what they're going to learn so I always tell people to go down that route if they can wow I had no idea so you really just put me on now I need to go look into that but yes that is a wonderful tip that is awesome 
I'm so glad it helped because I know how exhausting it can be to like try to do everything yourself. So I thought about doing it and I haven't done it yet, but I I probably will next year. Because right now I'm still like micromanaging everything, which I'm good at at this point. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But man, is it easy? No, it, it definitely can. We don't have boundaries with ourselves and with others it can definitely take a toll on you absolutely I could have a whole nother episode on that just boundaries with yourself like I caught myself working all afternoon yesterday and I was like okay Taylor it's Sunday put down the computer just stop working <laughs> it's so easy to get into exactly. that group this isn't a question this exactly. is kind of off topic but how do you find boundaries with being a business owner and a mom to twins that sounds exhausting Oh my gosh. It is one, the Lord is my strength. Like I make sure I prioritize time to him, um, getting clarity and hearing his voice and what I should do in that day or in that week or in that month or whatever. But what's really helped me just be able to manage it all is a calendar. I know that sounds like so like, oh, okay, sure. Like I plan out my entire days, like 5.30 to 6.30 content creation, 6.30 to 7.30, my quiet time with God, gym at 11. Like I make sure I do that and I try to hold myself to it. Now, am I Mm -hmm. the most consistent? Mm, Maybe not, but I try to give myself realistic expectations and what I can get done in a day. And so that's, that's really what helps me balance that all. And then with kids, like I, I give myself like cutoff. So bedtime's at eight, like I pick up the kids at daycare, six o'clock, like there's no reason why I should be working on my business at six. So Mm -hmm. whatever I need to get done is from the morning to six. After that, we're not worried about it. We'll worry about the next morning. So having those boundaries with myself for sure in that schedule is important you are my soul sister because i am the only person i know (laughs) that sets their schedule that way i am a complete (laughs) psychopath i will say like 6 a.m go to the gym 7 30 eat breakfast like i am that specific like i schedule every part of my day especially when i start knowing i have a lot to do and i've never met anyone like i tell people to do that and they look at me like that sounds exhausting and i'm like no it's amazing you can see how much more you can get done in the day when you do it that way. I can't believe yes. someone else does it and, that way. Yeah. And it also shows you how unrealistic your expectations are. Absolutely. And that's what helps me a lot too. You know, like some days I'm like, I'll, sometimes I'll write like a little check, check box, whatever. And what I have planned before I even put it in my calendar, I'm like, I'm going to get these 12 things done today. And then I put in my calendar, I'm like, oh, no way this is going to happen. And that takes away that guilt of not you know getting things done than when you want them done like setting realistic expectations and holding yourself accountable like I need there's no one who's I don't have an assistant or whoever who's just saying like hi let's go let's chop chop it's taking too long so that calendar my calendar helps me so much with that so yes girl sisters <laughs> I love it it's really helpful so everyone listening to this if you do not set your schedule that way you're you're missing out. It's an amazing way to do things. It's so incredibly helpful. I saw, I was creeping your Instagram. So (laughs) I saw that you posted about something that you were so excited that you've been creating. And then you saw another girl in the same business was doing something very, very similar. And you began to doubt yourself, but then you talked about overcoming that. Can you tell us more about that? Because I know that's something I struggle with. I know I have a unique personality. I know that I am unique. But when I saw someone a few weeks ago doing something so similar to what I was doing, I went into complete 
like self-doubt and I was really mm-hmm. relieved when I saw your post about it because I was like wow like this is a normal thing but how do we how do people overcome stuff like that yes well one I praise God that my content is resonating with you and hopefully with so many other women because that's why who I do it for you know I show up for you guys but yeah like I feel like our niche with this woman I feel like ours is almost the same, same, same. Like it's almost the same, but slightly different. So when I seen seen her talk about that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I had already had this plan. Like I had a thumbnail ready. Like I had all this in order. And then seeing her create it, I was like, there's no way I can do this. This woman is making so much more money than me. And she has, I don't know, 20K followers and all this stuff. But then like God really humbled me in that moment. He's like, how dare you? Like, I know. I, I put something in you that's so special that nobody can replicate. Like there's not a single person on this earth who can do what you do. You need to walk boldly in that. And so I obviously have to remind myself that every day, like that's not something that was just came to my mind in that moment. Like it's not easy showing up on social media and believing in yourself when there's so many women who've gone before you who are doing it better and doing it differently, but just know that there's, a place for you there's a table for you there's a seat for you in whatever industry you want to be in and that you can make noise you know and also like I had to remind myself that like I have a mission that's bigger than me and that's what I have to remind myself like I'm here for a woman who's afraid of even starting I'm here for the woman who struggles even to believe in God and I'm here to pave the way for the little girls (laughs) to show them Mm -hmm. a different way so it's bigger than me and it's bigger than my feelings so I'm not going to let somebody else be going to do something similar to what I'm doing defer like pull me away from something that God wants me to do that's really going to make a big impact on the individuals that I need to serve yeah amen to that you gave me chills (laughs) that was Ah, really good Jesus (laughs) I remember um I went to a Christian's a women's conference uh a few years a lot of years now like probably five years ago and there was a um pastor lisa bevere a speaker who said when she started going to church and she was a young mom and she had all these kids and she needed a minivan she needed a new car and another girl and another woman in her church who still needed a new car got a new car for basically free and she was angry and she's like god that was my minivan and mm-hmm. and she talked about this on stage and how basically how limited is our mind and our beliefs if we think that only one person can get one thing like there are enough minivans in the world for everyone to drive there is enough business and sales for thousands and thousands of women to be entrepreneurs there is like there's enough and to think that there isn't is very limiting belief and that is actually when i was like really upset a couple weeks ago my mom was like do you think that you are the only person that can do that. Like there, God has made your voice unique, just like he made that girl's voice unique. And he could look exactly the same on paper, but there's two different ways that we're going to do it because it's just, you know, he's given us our own unique special voices. Exactly. And let me say that the way I pit my minivan out ain't going to be the same way she pit her minivan out. Like, so <laughs> it's, we're, we're going to be different regardless. Like even if you, even if, you don't want to be different than someone like we are like God made us that way. So mm-hmm. absolutely like step into it, even if a million people are doing it. Like I feel like a lot of people hold themselves back from even starting a business because they're like, 
well, everyone's selling clothing and everyone's selling jewelry. Everyone's coaching. Okay. And they haven't met you and the way you sell it. So let's do this. <laughs> yep. So yes, yes, yes. So good. So do you have, um, so when we talk about content strategy, I know we already kind of covered it, but do you like set up a planner for your content strategy when you batch it or do you just batch everything and then go through it weekly or do you just spend like, like how long would it take you? How do I want to word this? How long would it take you to batch and edit and get prepared to post content to make sure that it is a strategy that is going to make you money? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to answer your first question. So I usually, I don't have like a day and I know some of the in the other individuals do like I don't have a day where I just spend time just um, researching and marketing research and stuff I just click on the reels tab and I just scroll through and see what could be relatable to my niche what could be relatable to my target audience I then save that into my save folder and then I pick a day which is always on Mondays which is today so when we get off this call I'm gonna get dolled up and record my reels (laughs) my reels but um I get dolled up and I record all those reels I give that's all I do that day and then the next day, I plan all my captions. And then the next day, which is Wednesday, I'll plan all my carousels and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I try to break them down into specific days. And then usually by the end of the week, I'll have a full week of content batch for the next week. Or even if I'm on a roll, I'll have a couple weeks of content batch. Yeah, that's good. Because um, I don't think people like think to do that sometimes. Like It doesn't have to be an all-day thing. Like You'd break it up into three days, which is brilliant and that's what probably makes it seem so much easier like that when you talk about creating content at ease that's exactly what you're probably talking about exactly yeah um because content's not easy and then if we think about the expectations that instagram and social media has of us when it comes out of content like they want us posting three times a day and five reels a week and going live on this day and like again i talk about consistency so do whatever is comfortable to you but um, that's really unrealistic for an individual who's just showing up every day with their hands in the air like, well, what am I going to post today? You know, so that really gives you one ease mm-hmm. of mind and clarity. Yeah. And even if you show up consistently every single day, if you don't have good content or uh, strategy, it's basically a waste of your time. And no, it's not going to change your business at all. Would you agree with that? Exactly worthless. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I'm so that's why I am a content marketing coach, because anybody can produce content, but mm-hmm. they need a marketing strategy. They need clarity. They need a plan. And when you combine a marketing strategy with content, then that's just the bread and butter right there. Mm-hmm. And in your ebook, you did something that I really liked. You took a picture of what your feet, uh, basically like what your Instagram profile is going to look like. And you put a word over it, like this should be educational. This should be a little bit of selling. This should be like entertainment. And I thought that was a game changer, like making your profile look a specific way. It should be very, very clear of what, it, what you're doing in that post. And I think that is a brilliant marketing strategy. Thank you. Yes. Um, I feel like, and it's, it's based off the entrepreneur, but sometimes entrepreneurs just oversell. Like every Mm -hmm. single thing that they post is to make some money. And then there's some entrepreneurs who are so scared of selling that everything they do is just post inspirational and, you know, like a Justin LaVoy. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, like (laughs) one of those, you know, I'm talking about (laughs) one of those, um, 
Yeah, one of those Instagram accounts that just post up for shares. And like we are, we're on this space to make money. We have a business for a reason. And so there's a balance between that. Like not everyone wants, wants to be sold to every single day. And yeah. uh, also you don't want to just be showing up making no money. So yeah, it's called the Reels Challenge. And it's a really good challenge. I really like it. So yeah, grab that ebook. <laughs> I am going to link it in the show notes. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on here and talking about marketing strategy. It has been so helpful. I feel like I've learned so much more about you and creating content. And I'm really excited to start. I already batch it, but I love the way that you batch it and you make it like a three-day process. I'm going to start implementing that. That is such a good idea. Yes. Well, I thank you so much for having me, Taylor. Like, it is really honor. Like, this is my first podcast ever. So this really broke some some barriers and some chains for me getting out my comfort zone. So I thank you so much for believing in me and believing that I would be a great um, person to be on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You've been wonderful and you don't seem nervous. Like you don't seem like this is your first podcast ever. And I hope this opens other doors for you <laughs> because you have a great voice. You're doing so much for the kingdom of God. And I just I thank you for that. Yeah, everything to give him glory. Anything I do is just to give him glory. So thank you. Absolutely. Wow, guys. I don't know about you, but that episode was so good. I'm going to say it. I think it was fire. I think it was phenomenal. And I think that I'm going to have a seriously new content strategy for my business. I'm going to create a strategy that works and makes my business just so much better. And I'm so excited for that. And I hope that you are too. I hope that you're ready to implement some of these tips that Kaya gave us for your business. My call to action this week is, drumroll please, share this episode with another business owner. Share this episode with someone who you think could value from creating a great content strategy that works for them. And as always, be kind to someone, eat some good food, and pat yourself on the back because it is your time to thrive and that starts within. <laughs>